back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And this week, we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to focus on call center sales, those that are either, in a lot of cases, inbound, taking calls. They have a sort of a different life they lead than some other types of sales folks. Uh, and they may be outbound as well, but we've got a couple really interesting ideas around this type of selling. But before we get into that, uh, I want to welcome Mark Lampson back to the show and find out what he's got in that glass of his over there. Well, when what you said that? when you said we're going to change it up, I uh, maybe this was an assumption, and <laughs> you know what happens when you assume. Yep. Parents told you you make yes. a you know you make a non FCC. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say that FCC, on radio. But I thought we were going to switch from beer to bourbon. So Ooh. I, I uh, hold on, let me shift around what I brought for this for this session. Uh, I was away for Thanksgiving down to uh, near my hometown, City of Brotherly Love. Got yep. myself a six-pack and bringing one of these today. The Philadelphia Pale Ale by Yards Brewing Company. Yards their motto Brewing. is okay. uh, their motto is uh, brew unto others. Oh, well, that's it's, that's it's, quite creative. It's kind of a play on words. I it's, like it. I can explain it to you. So, uh, so that looks kind of good. And I, like uh, I lied. I. Uh, Here's my can, but I, I already opened it before, before the podcast, <laughs> got, so I can't redo it. But I will pour here. Let's hear that. And uh, take a sip. That ah, you know, I went. Go I, Eagles! I haven't had a uh, a Belgian white by this brand in quite some time, but I have selected Shock Tops Belgian White for today. It is a Belgian style wheat brewed with citrus peels and coriander. Which typically I'll I'll use in you know some of my recipes, but never in a beer. Uh, I do enjoy Blue Moon and now Shock Top. This is five point two percent alcohol by volume, so I'm gonna pop that open. Let's. Uh, I think that's the uh, second time I've heard the word coriander used in a sentence in the past week. I'm gonna have to uh, really. You better look it up and make sure it's in your cabinet that, down there. Play that in Scrabble. Oh, that's tasty. I love that. Very very good. I love that citrusy citrusy finish there. Um, but but. Really glad to have uh, Mark back on the show because he's just so, well, fun to have around. And I think you'll remember the last time we did this, a pretzel might have gotten lodged. And um, These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> it, uh, I think that was the lowest performing podcast we ever have. I think people turn it off in the middle to find out if there was anything they could do to save you. But it attracts viewership. People love gore displayed in front of them. So it, it was gory. Yeah. It was gory. So today we want to talk a little bit about sort of inbound selling because so much of what we talk about is for account managers and maybe proactive outbound salespeople. We we forget some of our friends that sit at a desk, they're in a call center environment, they get the phone rings and and you know, how can we help those folks uh, make this transition from that reactive piece to actually taking control. And so that's really the theme for today is is all about inbound call center sales. So, you know, I know you've got years and years of history. We did this together for a couple of years back at Schneider Electric in the early 2000s. And there's lots to be learned uh, for, for those folks out here that do this for a living. So where do we start? What's what's the start right at the beginning? The phone rings. What do we do? Phone rings. And, uh, you, you know, we, we get ready and we get our stuff organized and we answer the call. And uh, like you said, we have experience doing this. I started answering phone calls in September of 93 next to Jesse Hands from APC. He's still going. Hey, Jesse. If you, <laughs> if you haven't, give a shout out to Jesse. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse, for your help. Teach me all the things that I shouldn't do before and after hours. Um, but in any event, yeah, we get that first question. And, you know, people call up to, to, to buy something. 
sometimes they say buy, but a lot of it we talk about, they have a question. Hey, I was looking at this product, I have a question. You know, what's the difference between your and APC lingo? What's the difference between backups and smartups? Or there's a, the customers want to boil it down. And here's the reality. If we just answer the customer's first question on an inbound call, yep. we can kind of get stuck. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we get into the game of 20 questions and we say, well, here's, you know, well, you know, in our days we had some really technical answer. There's a lot of differences between two products that they might call in for. And so we start explaining some of those, except for the problem is some of those really aren't relevant and some of those are relevant. And then we waste some time and then they ask follow-up questions and, you know, four minutes into the call, we kind of have lost track of where in the world we are. And so some of you, who are in that selling environment can can think about that and see if you've ended up there. We're like, well, why are we doing this? And it's uh, it's because you answered their first question. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that you can do in order to make sure that doesn't happen is you can assume a leadership position. Mm-hmm. I, I when I'm out talking about this and I'm delivering uh, for folks, I like to say, you know, have the mentality of I do this a hundred times a day. And you, Mr. Customer, and you don't have to say it in these words, but you, Mr. Customer, make this call twice a year or three times a year. So let me lead this engagement is the mentality I want you know the seller to have. So what are some of the ways they can they can sort of seize control without seizing control? Yeah, without, that's right. Without looking like they are, right? Yeah, we, we don't want to answer the question. We also don't want to ignore their question that's and right. go on with the pitch. We, have, we, we say we have to acknowledge it, right? We have to sort of say, I heard what you're, heard what you're saying. We just we're working on a project with a... With a with the airlines organization, that's where they get, like you said, thousands and thousands of times a day, somebody is calling. And you think about the demographic calling yeah. to purchase airline tickets. They probably aren't your, you know, diamond medallions that travel four times a month. Right. And so they have lots of questions. And if we, if we, we have to acknowledge we heard you. But yes, you're right. I'm, I'm a reservations agent. I do this over and over again, yeah. and I can probably guide you to the best trip possible uh, more efficiently. So uh, we talk about a couple of steps. Uh, at first, we were sort of alluding to, but if you just are trying to take notes at home, there, there's probably there's probably three things. There's what we call acknowledge. I heard what you're saying. No problem. Person says, what's the difference between these two products? You say, there's a few differences between these two products. Uh, but then they know you've heard them. They know they're in the right place. But then it's a transition. We call it an other-centered roadmap. Other-centered means it's in the best interest of the customer. Roadmap, eh, it's just sort of an agenda, sort of where we're going to go in this little call. Yep. So an other-centered roadmap means instead of just answering your question, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a few there's a few differences between those two products. Uh to, to make sure I'm, I'm making it relevant, would it be okay if I just asked you a few questions and then I can kind of boil it down for you to see what's relevant? And so yeah. that's that last step. That last step is permission. Yeah. So the three things really, instead of answering, it's acknowledge, it's give them another centered roadmap, where we're going to go and why it's in your best interest. And then ask permission. Yeah. Just ask, would that be okay? We always want to end with, could I just ask you a couple of questions, a quick question? Could I ask you a few questions? Could I explore more detail, explore further, whatever words you want to use. Yeah. Uh, and we want to end with a question. This is also very important because, well, we want to know, the question is who should have control of a conversation? Well, the rep. And so how, how do you determine who has control of a conversation? Yeah. It's who's asking the questions. Yeah. It's a exactly. good game to play. Who has control? Of the, so, so, so when they ask a question you answer, they stay in control. But when you turn that around to an acknowledgement, no problem, happy to help, 
this is we hey and a few more questions about what's relevant that I can get you set up would that be all right if I end with a question now I have control back yeah and I think a lot of the the technique and and is to just be a human communicator versus a scripted mm-hmm. robot right and and uh, so many times when you're in a in a situation where you call you know your cable company or you know, a, a plane, uh, an airport, you know, a transportation company or whatever, you get stuck with that. Oh, I'm sure I can help you with that. And they, you know, you can see the papers rustling in there. And so you want to make this very conversational and, 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 and seize that control if you really can. Um, so good. So that's a, that's a great, that's a great, uh, piece and, of advice. And you're right. I don't, you don't want a script. I mean, no. it, it's about components and that's, that's what we're talking about. Components. Your, your inbound introduction even outbound to an extent, you take an outbound call and you say, "Hey, this is Mark," and uh, you know. And again, this is—I know there's lots of inside sales reps. They're calling big customers. I think we're talking about more of a transactional sale here yeah. today. We're talking about inbound phone calls to, to, to for a transactional sale from a consumer SMB and outbound calls of a similar nature. Uh, how do you transition to say what? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you want to get down to? Could I ask you a few questions? And would that be all right? And yeah. when we do that. Uh, it, it um, there's been some studies done where the anxiety people have when they call in, whether it be customer service yeah. or even making a sale, it's, again, the customers sort of boil it down. They've done some research and they boil it down to this one sort of question and they're not really sure what to do. And when they get someone non-scripted, because if you read a script, it sounds like you're reading a script. It totally does. And if it sounds like you're reading a script, it hurts your credibility. By the way, if you can read a script without sounding like you're reading a script, if you go to this little town, it's called Los Angeles, there's a ton of openings, and you can make a fortune reading scripts yeah. that don't sound like you're reading the script. You could script. probably read the news. Yeah. You could probably get on, get on the news. Do a lot of things. Yeah. But for the other 99.99% of us, yeah. um, then just don't be scripted. Just be natural. I, I try to close my eyes and, and, and think about the voice that I hear what I hear in the background and just vision who I'm talking to. And it just changes, it just changes things. Yeah. I think, I do think that, that being conversational and we've had podcasts where we've talked about conversational discovery, where it doesn't feel like a machine gun mm-hmm. of questions, but it's more just curiosity and it's, it's just human communication really works a lot better than, than any sort of scripted. So I think anything else on, on that opening, I do believe that that's probably the most important part, especially for those that are picking up a phone call it's 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 making that transition as quickly and and uh, quietly as you can to you leading mm-hmm. versus uh, the customer leading because I do think you're right he who controls the questioning probably does control the engagement right and it's and it's your it's you know the 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 trick here or the challenge is you know it's your sixtieth call of the day yeah I know you're tired yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's it's to your point it's their first call of the of the year probably for yeah. this. Uh, and that's just got to be a hard. That's a decision you make before you pick up the phone. Take a breath. Uh, we used to put a and we worked in the, the mirror. We used to put a mirror. Totally remember it the mirror. It starts with you. Yeah, it right? starts right here. It starts with they, you. They they can hear your smile or they can hear your yeah. rush to get off the phone and get home or whatever it is. And as best you can, take your time, make it fun. Try to learn something new. Again, not every customer wants to talk about personal stuff, but just. It's it's just you got to be in the right job for you. You got to make a decision. I'm going to serve this customer as best I can, make it a unique experience. Well, it's interesting because I was uh, teaching our leadership uh, program one time in a transactional environment, and you know we were listening to a couple calls, and one of the managers said, you know, that sounded fine. Are we being a little, I don't know, harsh? Or are we being too critical? 
And we kind of got into this debate. I said, well, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree it was fine. I, I thought it was exactly fine. I think the customer said, no, I'm fine mm-hmm. when you asked, you know, is there anything else I can yeah. do? Fine is great. It's like those new HEC commercials. Say, it's, the, it's like, okay is not good enough sometimes, right? I and mean, you know the new doctor? Yeah, was, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. <laughs> exactly. So so if okay is not good enough, then, you, then your rep, as a rep on the front line, and you out there that coach the reps for a living, you want to look for how does it be, get better. And that is really, how do I get great? How do I get unique? How do I get, that was one of the best customer service phone calls I've ever had yeah. or that sales rep really made me feel unique and special like that's where you want to head fine could be good enough but you're probably not listening to this if you want to be fine you want to you want the wow it. factor someone leaves and they have the wow like wow that, that was that was actually right. pretty good good excellent well um all right so that's you know now we've got control in the opening what's another sort of challenge of, of a phone-based selling job that, that you've come across? Well, you know, unless you're, and I know people are transitioning to video and more right. sort of multimedia interactions, but still for the most part, people are picking up the phone and making a phone call. And if that's true, the deal we have is you can't read their body language. You can't see them. And so body language has a huge impact. Uh, you know, the nonverbal communication is enormous from a customer. For sure. And uh, yeah, you can sort of read tone and volume and pace and making in inferences i guess but when it comes to seeing the head nods or seeing the eyes move or seeing the arms folded impossible to see over the phone and so you have to deal with that yeah yeah and and that's <laughs> that's not easy but you know we talk about meta messages and that in that whatever 90 percent of communication that's not verbal yeah. uh in a lot of our in a lot of our content and that's it's an important sort of distinction as someone that's based on the phone, how do I manage through that, right? And so what are a couple things that we can look for? What are a couple things that we can listen for? Um, and how can we, how do we show them? How do we prove to the person on the other end of the phone that we really do care, that we do hear them, that we are acknowledging that, that, that they have a question? I think number one is uh, to let them know you're listening. So when we're talking, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, you and I are talking and we can see each other. And so, and so we're making, you know, we're nodding, we're looking at each other. It's a conversation when some, so especially if we get the customer to, to answer some questions and we say, tell me about your situation. The customer is going to start talking. Hopefully yeah, they might talk for 30 seconds or a minute or longer in certain situations. They need to know you're listening. I mean, have you ever been on the phone and someone says, uh, are you there? Because they thought they heard it get quiet or mute. Yeah. And they're getting sure. ready to say something. They say, are you there? And, you know, nine times out of ten, you are. One time, you're not. You actually, your cell phone dropped. And yeah. so there's this, there's this, I'm saying stuff that's important. I'm not sure if you're listening. And, you know, I think about when someone, someone just asked me that the other day. They were telling me something important. And they said, are, are you still there? I was, I was. I'm like, yeah, I just was, I just was listening really closely. And this is someone I knew. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, I just didn't hear you. I'm like, that's a good point. So we need to make sure they know what they were, we're listening. Uh, the aha, the uh-huh, I don't yeah. know how do you say it, you know, the yeah, I understand, or uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and it's about a style thing. But I think in the sales world, it's about asking a follow-up question. Now, that's where we 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 asking those clarifying questions. So you just mentioned this. Can you tell me a little bit more? That's interesting. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Part of that is for the purpose of getting the details so we can make the best recommendation. 
But the other part is, is we, this is active listening. Active listening is you're doing something. Passive yeah. is, mm-hmm, you're just moving your body. But they can't see that on the phone. Yeah, yeah, you can't see them. They can't see you. And so just think about an internal timer going off in your brain after 30 seconds or a minute, and they've heard nothing from you. They could be asking themselves, hey, are you still here? Is he still there? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just turning a quick, and it doesn't have to be a long question, just something that shows, like you said, shows that you're interested, you're you're listening, and you're learning, and maybe also does lead to something you could do later in discovery. It, it opens a door for you, maybe. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. Like, what would you think about? Yeah. What would you think about? No, I'm asking you what you would think. I'm actively listening. Like, you're, like what else could you do in discovery? I mean, you know, I mean. I'm I could ask, do a lot I'm of things in discovery, especially question. after a couple, two, three, bears. That's why we should switch to bourbon. I, well, maybe we will for the last one before the holidays. You've got me thinking. 4.2% is, in a pale ale is a little light, isn't it? Well, mine's 5.2, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. But I do think an end-of-year bourbon special for those of us that like to go with some brown water, you know, after the beer sometimes. We'll do that. We'll do that a couple weeks. There, there's there's uh, some beers that they're aging in bourbon barrels. I've seen this, yeah. Uh, so... Maybe it's, we find one. It's like our journey. Well, the drink. The, I think the bourbon's still more fun to drink, and say where it's almost like the beginning of a beer. It's the beginning of a good bourbon arrow, <laughs> bourbon barrel aged beer. Now that we've gotten back off track, is there any? So we talk about active listening. Um, what are some of the other things to look for? Is we, we we know we can't see their, they can't see us, we can't see them. What else should we be transitioning? So transitioning yeah. is more difficult. Uh, when you can't see body language, when they can't see you, to know when I'm shifting gears. And, and that's probably the biggest transition we make is when they're done, when we're done our discovery or we're, you know, we're done asking questions. Because let's back up. We said, no problem. I'll be happy to help you with the question. Somehow we got on this example of, here's, the, you know, hey, what's the difference between product A and product B? So we say, no problem. I'd be happy to answer the differences. I only want to answer what's relevant you know, so it saves you time to ask you a few yeah. questions. So, we ask those questions. Now we're going to go make good on our original deal, which is tell you what's relevant. Exactly. Yeah. And so that transition, it's hard for them to sort of see you physically transition and move and shift gears. So there's, there needs to be some kind of, we use the word prime sometimes, the transition, but just give them a heads up. Hey, based on that, I might have some ideas. Or, hey, w- would you be open? That's a, you know, we're, if you've listened to other podcasts, the biggest thing in selling today, even on an inbound phone call is still we we, we struggle we, we fight the headwind of receptivity customers right. are just always aren't always emotionally open to what we want to talk about or what they think exactly. we want to talk about so yep. based on what you said I, I got some ideas and some recommendations would, would you be open to me sharing them and, and, they're, and they're going to say sure I would but but just they're going to say sure I would and they're going to have that sort of positive energy we're changing keys in the song we're changing gears in the conversation and i'm still with you even though i can't see you and they have freedom to choose they do you 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 have you have allowed them that opportunity yeah they can say no and i guess they could say no but they probably won't and then should we say well what in the what in tarnation did i do wrong do you want me (laughs) tarnation (laughs) what is tarnation i don't know i think it's from an old Cartoon, probably. I thought it was like the fan club of the uh, the Tar Heels. Yosemite Sam, maybe? Tar Heels, the Tar Heels fan club is the yeah. Tar is Tar Nation. Tar, yeah, that that is Sorry, for sure. I, I lived there for a little while. Very uh, distracted today. Yes, you are. Apologize. Yes, you are. Um, good. But yeah. So so active listening. 
right? Prime, prime when you're making a transition. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, we're making a transition. Here's why. Would you be open? Is that okay? Yeah. You know, you just made me think about, you know, the other center. Does that happen often? <laughs> it does. What, you know, once in a blue moon. Okay. Or a shock top. Made you in think. This case. You think. So you're thinking. <laughs> I This, am, this I is am. what thinking looks like? Exactly. Exactly. But no, I was thinking back to, you know, the beginning where you're, where you're trying to give them that other centered roadmap. Another benefit is we can make this very efficient because I do this all day long versus we can sit here for a half hour and get to the same place. You do give them an efficiency play by, by, by being the one uh, to control things. And so that's another thing you could use as a, as an upfront setup. Um, anything else, anything else on, you know, the, the, the lack of body language, the lack of, you know, lines of sight with the people you're talking to. Um, I think the only other thing that's, I think, worth noting is, as we're listening to sort of a 20-ish minute podcast yeah. uh, is, uh, is to make sure that, uh, that we're, they're staying with us. So we take the leadership position, great, because, yeah. because we don't answer the first question. You can't read their body language, so we have active listening. We transition, but then, for, for, you know, we, we've, we've said this in other podcasts, but we use this term called "check your six. Mm-hmm. So, check your six is uh, if you've ever flown a plane. You know, if you've ever flown a plane, is there, is there a large percentage of our demographic? demographic I would say it's flown a, a it's plane. Small. Yeah, there so, is one guy I know babe. that. That's a bad question. <laughs> but supposedly pilots, yeah, you know, or if you've driven a boat, maybe that's a little bit more sort of, uh, yeah. sort of, you know, apropos. But to, to look behind you, right? There's this clock that sort of says, "Hey, ahead of me is twelve o'clock." You've heard in movies, enemy plane, you know, one yeah. o'clock, whatever. That means wherever the one points to an o'clock, and so six means look behind you. And as a salesperson, and especially as a phone salesperson, where you can't see them, you need to check to make sure they're behind you not by looking but by asking right we say check your six yeah so you're going to ask questions and then you're going to say could i make a few recommendations and you make recommendations we're taught to close you know so would you like to buy that yeah and uh closing is more of a timing thing than a real technique yeah and we have absolutely no way of knowing if someone is going to buy or not as soon as we finish our recommendation. So it's sort of silly. We've done this on the on the map where we say, hey, at the end of a call, at the end of a good discovery, at the end of a good build value or sort of your pitch, making recommendations, where are customers? You know, what percentage of them are absolutely positively yes? And that's a, depends who you talk to, 10 or 15% bucket. Yeah. The no's are a 10, 15% bucket. Well, so the middle is, well, it's a maybe, right? It's that, it's that 70 or 80% maybe, when we shift to a closed question, right? because we can't see the body language. Yes. We have, they're not nodding their head. They're not like, yeah, I'm ready for this. We, we guess. And when we when we ask, the yes, if we said you want to buy or any other assumptive close or any other technique, I don't care what technique you use, it's a technique that's, that's transparent and, and people can see through that. Yeah. When we ask that question, it puts the yeses in the yes category, puts the noes in the noes category, fine. But the problem is, by a closing question, we take that big group in the middle, that's 70 80%. When we ask them a close-ended commitment question, because they're not yes, they're a maybe, they say no. Or they say something that makes an objection, yeah. and now we, have, now we have a headwind. Then we have an adversarial situation. They have to go support what they said. I don't think I'm ready yet. Versus check your six. That's a maybe question. It's yep. okay to say maybe, hey, I've talked a lot. 
Does, does that make sense? You follow me? How does that meet with your expectations? Is there anything that's sort of beneficial there? Mm-hmm. Talk to me. And the yeses are going to say, yeah, this sounds great. Let's go. Then you say, then you close. You yes. say, great. Right. What would you like to buy? No, I think this is terrible. Well, we're going to have that no matter what we say. So we have to deal with that. But the maybes then say, yeah, I think there's some things that sound good, but, and then we have a question. And then we deal with those in a totally different situation other than closing too early. So check your six. Stop. You can't see them. Check your six. Look behind you. You're with me. You follow me. How are we doing? And you can do that. And you don't have to wait till the end. Right. You can do that in the middle. Do that throughout. You yeah. can do that wherever you want. Yeah. That makes tons of sense. All right. Well, good. So we've been talking today about, you know, inbound calls, you know, inbound selling, and it's a little bit different, uh, although there are some similarities. And, and just about anybody listening to this will pick up one or two things that'll be be very helpful. So we're uh, always always happy to have Mark on the show. Another great uh, episode. Uh, we'll we'll get one more in before the end of the year, probably, and look forward to maybe a little bourbon in that one. So check back in to see what kind of bourbon we uh, we select. As usual, drop comments down below. Let us know uh, any topics that are bothering you out there, things that you'd like to hear more about. Certainly feel free to like us and uh, subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. We're trying to, uh, you know, get this out to as many people as we can. We're trying to be as helpful as we can with some of the knowledge that uh, that we have here at Aslan Training and Development. And so uh, thanks for another great episode of Ales with Aslan. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody.